Welcome to Strictly JoJo, a podcast dedicated to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, where every JoJo episode is reviewed by casuals for casuals. My name is Courtney. This is episode 42, and we're discussing iconic sound design in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, I guess there will technically be spoilers. There will probably be spoilers, right? We're going to talk about all sorts of sound yeah, design. Yeah, sounds throughout all the parts. So, so there you go. It, spoilers abound for the JoJo anime, so you've been warned. We're a little bit tired today, um, admittedly. We had a, a very busy weekend, so hopefully we sound just as good as normal. But if we sound a little, like you know, a little less energetic, that's why. <laughs> yeah, you would expect, like, for a, an episode about bombastic sound effects, that we would sound more enthused. And we're trying. I, I do have a a cup of tea here to help energize myself, but yeah. Just bear with us. <laughs> I think the the topic will fuel us because this is something I've wanted to talk about for a long time on this podcast. Because sound design in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, just it's iconic. That's that's why this episode is titled the way it is. It's iconic. It's recognizable. It's satisfying. And I just I can't wait to get into some of our favorites, some of the ones that stand out the most to us. But before we get into that. Um, we did have a recent uh, Q&A episode on Strictly Anime, our other podcast, celebrating our two-year anniversary of that podcast. So if anyone you know wants to venture over to Strictly Anime, if you don't usually tune in to that podcast, but you're curious to learn more about us, um, we highly recommend it. It was episode 77, Strictly Anime two-year anniversary Q&A, where we asked all of our listeners to send in questions any burning questions they had about us anime or you know not related to anime and yeah it was fun answering those questions i feel like people probably got to know us a little bit better mostly around our anime tastes but a little bit about us personally as well yeah and it was just great to celebrate a two-year milestone for strictly anime and i guess for the strictly series of podcasts as a whole so yeah definitely check out that episode to learn more about not just our anime taste, but I guess just us as people. And another milestone that we recently hit was on our Discord server. We recently hit 50 members, which is super exciting. Ooh. I love the discussion that we've been having across all of our, our channels, um, particularly Attack on Titan. That one's great. Um, also, some of the questions that you guys have been asking us uh, on the Strictly Anime episode chat after the Q&A came out. There was some follow-up uh, conversation around that. Um, yeah, it's a good time over at the, at the server. So if you haven't joined yet and you're interested um, and you want to see some of the additional content we post when we share the episodes every Monday, we'll we'll post like the memes or the links to articles and things that we reference in the episode. But the link for the Discord is in the show notes in the description. So you'll find it there. Join us over at the Discord. Yeah, and thank you to everyone so far that has joined and participated in discussions. I know there are probably a couple users who just like to lurk and, and read, which is fine. I, I do that too um, when it comes to Reddit. Um, but for those that have been participating and actively talking about things, uh, we greatly appreciate your your input and your participation and overall that you've been respectful not only of us, but to the other users um, and to our other strictly family members as well so moving on to jojo news and again in terms of stone ocean there is no news uh we're still waiting for that 
Anime Japan announcement to come later this month. Uh, hoping that that will be an announcement for when we will be getting part two of Stone Ocean. I don't know where the Japan broadcast is currently. I think like episode 10 or so. Yeah, right around there. But there is some other JoJo news uh, from this past week, more specifically from the State of Play on March 9th. So the State of Play being PlayStation's sort of, I, w- I don't want to say like quarterly or monthly, like every now and then they'll do a- an announcement video for some upcoming titles uh, f- for people to look forward to in any given part of the year. And so, yeah, they had their state of play. I, I want to say this is probably the first one for this year, uh, last week. And I think it was focused mostly on games coming out of the foreign or the Japanese market and coming over to the West. And I was kind of spoiled by this news because uh, we have some friends who have like a, a gaming chat and they were kind of doing like a live discussion of of the state of play as it was going on um but you hadn't watched it yet and and you hadn't seen that that chat and so i waited until you had gotten home and then we could watch it together um and and this trailer popped up and it it's first it shows like a like a a prison hall like a simple a dark prison hall and then all of a sudden you see the the menacing um onomatopoeia sound effect come up on screen you like the purple um in the the japanese characters and so uh, according to this article from ign uh, a new fighting game in the jojo's bizarre adventure universe titled jojo's all-star battle r is coming to consoles in early fall 2022 uh, so even though this was a, a playstation event i think there will be versions of this game for pc uh, for the xbox uh, for Nintendo Switch as well. It's going to be on Switch too? That's what this IGN article is oh. saying. Um, and I believe this is a remaster of an older game that was just called uh, All-Star Battle. So All-Star Battle R, I'm assuming the R just means remastered. Is that the arcade game, like the arcade fighting game that they have in Japan? The one that's out currently? Yeah. No, that's actually a separate game uh, called Last Survivor, which I think is more like the JoJo Battle Royale. I think yeah. this is more like a a pure fighting game. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so again, coming out in fall 2022, I believe the original game came out. Yeah, it's a remaster of a 2013 fighting game by Namco Bandai. Um, this remaster is going to feature additional content. I think they released it to celebrate the JoJo manga's 35th anniversary, as well as the anime's uh, 10th anniversary. Uh, the IGN article also says that the game will feature 50 playable characters upon release from different arcs of the manga. And I took a look at, I think, the the voice cast for this remaster, and I believe... Since the original game came out in 2013, by that point, you only had the voice, the anime voice cast for part one, two, and some of three. Um, it was, yeah, parts one through three because part four, wait, 
Are you talking about the the game when it originally released? Oh, I thought you were talking about Eyes of Heaven. Oh no, no. <laughs> All right, hang on. For, yeah, All, All Star <laughs> Battle, which um, I I believe Daisuke Ono did voice Jotaro in that game, so they didn't have the voice actor for the anime voice actor for Josuke or Jorno or obviously Jolene since that's um, ongoing. But I think for this remaster, they are going to include the voice actors for the anime currently. Um, so you'll hear Fairu's eye. I believe you hear her in the trailer as well, uh, doing Jolene, as well as um, Kensho Ono voicing Jorno. I, I'm sorry, I forgot the name of the voice actor for Josuke, but he'll be doing Josuke in this He was game another well. Ono. Yeah, they were all... Kensho Ono, Daisuke Ono, and then he was the third Ono. Yeah, he's the, the forgotten Ono. <laughs> forgotten Ono. Uh, well, yeah, it's exciting news for the, the JoJo gaming sphere. Um, again, expect this game to come out in the West in fall 2022. Uh, not much in terms of a, a graphical update. I've seen comparisons between the... I think it was like the PS3 or Xbox 360 version and this remaster. Again, just a... A nice palette of colors to match the the anime, um, but still should be fun to to delve into the gaming universe of JoJo. I wish I recorded my reaction to this announcement on State of Play. I was in the middle of eating, and then you know I'm like looking at this empty hallway, and I'm like, all right, what what JRPG is this gonna be? And then as the menacing kind of just slowly trickled up the screen. I was like, I stopped eating. I was like, no way. I was not expecting a, a new JoJo game, or not like a new JoJo game, but a JoJo game to come out anytime soon. And I also was not expecting it to be part of the State of Play announcement. So I, I was completely taken by surprise. Super, super hype. Um, I will say, I, I think I've mentioned it before, but um, I did finish uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Eyes of Heaven. Mm-hmm. I even platinumed it, which was <laughs> that was a challenge because the game is uh, the game itself at its core is poo poo. But, you know, I'm going to platinum it because it's a Jojo game and it feels like this game, All Star Battle. Is that what it's called? Yeah. All Star Battle R. It seems like it's just reusing assets from Eyes of Heaven. It looks identical. I actually thought at first when when they started showing um, some of the gameplay, I thought it was just a remaster of Eyes of Heaven. But then I saw that it was kind of like a like a. A fighter game because they were just fighting <laughs> so i think uh, eyes of heaven came out after this game so i think okay. eyes of heaven used the assets from all-star battle <laughs> i stand corrected so then there you go i guess one of one of the two directions right one of them reused the assets from the other but yeah it looks identical to eyes of heaven and i don't like hate that i think the visual um the visuals in eyes of heaven were were nice and i think they were very uh closely aligned to the manga but um, mm -hmm. yeah, I just I found it interesting that it was the same assets. Why not, right? Like if it looks good, why change it? And then it kind of makes things simpler to to remaster it. I feel like the music may need a little bit of an update. Um, it feels like it's uh, like the the funky jazz music you hear when you're you're on like on hold during a a, a like a customer service call. <laughs> um, so it's it doesn't sound as epic as what you'd hear in the anime and maybe there are other tracks again i only pulled up a couple clips of this of the original game i'm um, listening to the soundtrack but from the soundtracks that i heard it it didn't give that like that jojo feel to it so i would hope that the music 
gets an update, but if if not, I don't think that's going to deter me or you from playing the game regardless. I am glad that they updated the the voice acting because as I was kind of mentioning earlier, Eyes of Heaven, I think based on when it came out, it had the anime voice actors for parts 1 through 3 and then part 4, I believe. I believe 4. Um, is when they had different voice actors. And it's because Yuki Kaji voices Koichi. Um, Yuki Kaji, mm-hmm. for those who aren't familiar, also voices like Aaron Yeager. Um, he, he voiced Koichi in the anime in part four. But in Eyes of Heaven, he actually voices, I'm pretty sure, Johnny, um, the JoJo from part seven. And so here, I, I think, hopefully, All-Star Battle has like all that updated where Yuki Kaji will be Koichi. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the voice cast list on Wikipedia of the updates to the the, the characters um, and their voice actors. Yukikaji is doing Koichi um, in his appearance in this game, but he is still voicing Johnny Joestar. Um, oh shit! Yeah, for whenever the part seven levels or whatever appear, he does uh, a good job of Johnny in Eyes of Heaven, and I would actually be okay if Yukikaji came back. To voice Johnny in the Part Seven anime, but mm-hmm. who knows? We'll see down the road. That's another... the one who does like that. Nyoho. The who? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's what I heard in the trailer. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's. I don't know if that's like Johnny's signature like phrase. Maybe I've never read Part <laughs> Seven, and I can't remember from Eyes of Heaven because I didn't really play Johnny that often. But um, I think the other notable change because I I remember with Jolene. I, I liked the voice actor that voiced Jolene in Eyes of Heaven. And so I found it interesting that, you know, they're, they're bringing on, on the new voice actors for the anime. And then I was like, who voiced Eyes of Heaven Jolene? And I went back and it was, um, scrolling up to find her name, uh, Miyuki Sawashido, uh, most notable for Kurapika from Hunter Hunter, oh, wow. um, Daki from Demon Slayer season two, Toru's mom from Fruits Basket, the uh, the remake. Um, yeah, she, she's done a shitload of stuff. Selty from Dudarada. So she did a great job um, as as Jolene, but it is nice to to hear Fairu's eye take that role on. I didn't realize Kurapika and Daki were voiced by the same person yeah she's a powerhouse among the female voice actresses in anime she's a powerhouse i mean her list is just humongous here on mal of all the roles that she's done by the way the the forgotten ono is yuki ono yuki ono that's that's who voiced josuke so and i like his voice too he's a great josuke yeah that'll that'll be great to play this and have the anime voice actors take on their roles because as much as i enjoyed eyes of heaven it was just weird hearing parts four through uh five at the time you know voiced by other people it just kind of broke the immersion a little bit but it was it came out when it came out right like they can't do anything Mm -hmm. about it yeah so as always uh we will share the ign article talking about uh, jojo's bizarre adventure all-star battle r in our discord and we'll drop a link to the uh trailer as well um if you haven't seen it yet all right let's get into sound design in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, because one of the best things about the anime and about David Production taking on this project is the insane, amazing, iconic sound design. I think for me, like it's one of the things that makes JoJo's Bizarre Adventure so enjoyable to watch because these these sounds, the sound effects, 
the the voice acting all of that it, it just you know exactly what it is even if you hear it out of context and it enhances the scenes and what's going on in the show so well that like i, I can't imagine jojo's bizarre adventure anime without these distinct sound effects and this amazing sound design yeah especially with the detail of araki's artwork in the manga and translating that to the tv screen with the anime adaptation you would need like sound effects and sound design that matches that caliber of detail as well and i feel like with the anime you have all of these fantastic and terrific sounds that that evoke these sort of fantasy elements while still somewhat keeping grounded in reality like like there's a there's a heft to the sound like a magnificent making a magnificence to the sound making it larger than life and i also appreciate that it it serves to intensify certain moments even if those moments are like really mundane such as summoning a stand or when two characters engage in in combat whereas like a punch doesn't just sound like a hand hitting a bone or a piece of meat um it sounds more like a gunshot or like an earthquake or a clap of thunder and the fact that david production and, and the team that does the sound effects takes the time to give each stand each character each moment an iconic sound you know each power because you think back to like Hamon an iconic sound something extremely distinct they don't have to do that right like that's not Mm -hmm. necessarily a part of the manga I mean there there may be elements of that but you can't have sound necessarily portrayed 100% in you know a written piece of media so for them to take the time to not only have a unique character design for the stand for example, and then have a distinct character that that stand belongs to with its own move set and like all of these things, they, they add, you know, the cherry on top of the amazing sound design that goes with that. And again, like mm-hmm. I can hear a sound out of context, out of nowhere, and I can immediately associate it with that particular stand or that particular move or that particular um, character. And that is is really, really important. And I think that, again, that's something that sets JoJo's Bizarre Adventure apart from a lot of other anime. And of course, there are other anime out there that have wonderful sound design in their own right. Attack on Titan is a great example. Like when you hear certain Titans or certain, you know, machines or whatever, like the ODM gear, like you know what that is. But JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, to your point, does it so consistently, does it so often, and does it so like amplified that it just, it stands in a league of its own. Yeah. Um... And when I was putting together my list, I thought like we should obviously give credit where credit is due um, with David Production helming the anime. Uh, I was trying to find like the, the specific staff members that were in charge of sound design for the show. I, only one name came up, and that's Yasumasa Koyama. Um, it says here that he was a Japanese sound effects editor and designer who formerly worked at Soundgarden. Um, well-known for his sound design on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, um, starting in Season 1. Um, he actually replaced someone else, uh, Ijo Okuda, who worked on Phantom Blood. So I think Yasumasa Koyama took over um, after with uh, Part 2, or Battle Tendency. Um, so just wanted to give props to, to him and his team for, for giving us this wonderful topic today. Another point that you brought up that I think is is really um, good to note is again like the 
the the fact that they have sound design that is kind of in your face but still fits the situation really well like i think about killer queens i think it's bites the dust the bomb one mm-hmm. like the bombs going off they they sound like bombs right but it's almost like amplified like they the intensity is like dialed up for these bombs and it, it doesn't just sound like a bomb it sounds like almost like there's like elements of like a whip cracking or just like some sort of like crack noise on mm-hmm. top of the bo- the bomb sound. Like you've heard bombs a million times in anime and other media, but the sound of a bomb going off in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure sounds distinct and it sounds so satisfying and it just sounds so different. And again, like that's just the that's the level of detail and thought that goes into the sound design for this anime. Because obviously with stands, we know that stand users can are the only people that can utilize and can see stand. So in that sense, there's a there's a different realm to them out of the uh, outside of the the real world. But even so, like like you said, there there's still a, a realistic aspect to the sound you're hearing, despite these sort of fantastical things happening in this universe. And it goes beyond just the sound effects. Like we were kind of grappling with what we wanted to title this episode because there's sound effects but then there's the bigger concept of sound design and we felt sound design was the best title and the best kind of focus for this episode because it incorporates of course the sound effects the the foley whatever you know the the shit that the foley artists do because they're fucking amazing but Mm -hmm. i'm sure everything else that's like rendered on a computer um but then also the the like direction for the voice actors because you think about certain sounds that come through when a stand is punching someone like ora ora that is part of sound design because that's also something that plays into what the stand is doing um you know and kind of how the the character manifests themselves through the stand when they're fighting so we we came up with a list um of some of our our favorites and some of the ones that stand out the most to us or again like we're we heard out of context, we could immediately know what that sound is. Um, and it is a combination of all things within sound design. Again, the sound effects, the voice acting, etc. And while this is a list of some of our favorites, I had a really hard time choosing because I was going through like a list of all the stands and I was kind of just working my way through each of the parts and all of the, the big moments in each of those. And I th- my list would just be incredibly huge if I could add everything because there's just so many great sound effects out there. Um, and because there's a lot we didn't include, like maybe we'll revisit this down the road, maybe do like Mm. a part two where we can continue to talk about great sound design, especially as Stone Ocean is going on. I'm sure we'll be introduced to some really great sound design in the, the later episodes. Um, but at the same time, let us know if you guys have a favorite sound effect or sound design in Jojo, cause we'd love to hear which ones are iconic to you or which ones are most satisfying to you. And if you need to jog your memory about these various sound effects and uh, and sound designs, uh, there is a YouTube channel that I uh, was using pretty heavily in putting together my notes, and the name of it is JoJo's Bizarre Sound Design. Uh, what do you, what do you what what do you figure? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll probably we'll share a link to that channel in the Discord as well. Um, but you can take a peek at the videos they have. They have compilations of like uh, almost it seems like every sound that's heard from a, a stand user or a a character um, in the show. Uh, so yeah, definitely check out the sound profiles and and share with us if you have any specific sounds that you love. All right, so let's get into it. Some of our favorites, some of the most memorable, some of the most distinct sound designs. 
Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, you can go first. I feel like we'll have some overlap. We d- we probably will. Um, I I picked some of the the most popular, but I'll start with you know straight out of part one and part two, Hamon. Yes, Hamon. That was the first on my list. <laughs> but it's like a two parter because it's the sound of Hamon breathing when the characters suck in the air. And it's also the hamon ringing when they're using hamon that kind of like almost like when you take your finger and kind of go around the rim of like a crystal glass and you get that ringing sound effect. I feel like all of that plays into how good hamon sounds. Yeah, I was going to use that same analogy. Um, and it's it's fitting that it's kind of like a wine glass because I feel like in... Yeah, part one, when we're introduced to Zeppoli later on, he, he drinks from a bottle of wine, or I think attempts to. <laughs> yeah, and oftentimes, at least in part one, when Hamon is being used, you see the ripples. Again, kind of like, you know, the the ripples of like sound waves or liquid in a glass as it's, you know, ringing. And that's the the translation for Hamon in the dub is they call it ripple, right? Yeah, the ripple or ripple effect or whatever it is. Yeah, so there is an incorporation of water in the premise of Hamon. And so it's fitting that you have a sound that kind of replicates that that notion of, of water and liquid. And I have to say, I really appreciate that for uh, Joseph in part three when he's older and he's got Hermit Purple, when he uses his stand... You see Hamon come out first, and then Hermit Purple comes out. So I like that Hermit Purple's sound profile incorporates a bit of the Hamon sound with it, the ringing sound. But I think with Hamon, like you, even though you have the sound that's that's again associated with water, I feel like it's also juxtaposed sometimes with sounds of electricity and electricity being conducted oh yeah right so it's like these two opposite things because obviously you can't mix water and electricity because that's that's life-threatening even though here it's odd because you know hamon is kind of like the essence of life it's life-saving but uh, when used by hamon users such as jonathan or Zeppeli or Tom Petty, um, all those Hamon masters, like it can be a devastating force. And obviously that we see that with the destruction of Dio um, in part one. So I just like that there's this sort of um, uh, contradictory nature to the sound of Hamon. And I know we had Hamon on both of our lists, uh, but my next favorite sound effect from Jojo, this actually comes from part two kind of related to hamon and that's the sound of joseph's hamon clacker volley oh that's a good one yeah and i had to look up like the actual sound of uh like i think they're like clacker balls uh the, his the... balls <laughs> and it, it's two wooden <laughs> it's just gonna sound so dirty wait but... are they wooden well, the videos, metal. well, no, the videos I saw, there's there are probably some made of metal, but the, the videos I saw, it, it's it's a toy that's just made of two wooden balls attached to a string. Oh, wait, it's a real thing? 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I think I think it is. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, but you know, you you hear the, the sound of two pieces of wood um, like coming into contact. That it doesn't make an epic sound. But uh, here, you can you think that the the, the clacker balls are made of metal. Uh, because the sound is sort of like a like a blacksmith sort of forging a sword, like hitting, like uh, hitting whatever tool a blacksmith uses to to form this uh, a blade, um, instead of just two wooden balls colliding with each other. So you can feel like how impactful the these clacker balls are, like as a weapon, even though Joseph doesn't use it that effectively. Like, I mean, the first time he pulls them out. Yeah, to be fair, he like cracks wamu in the side of the head with it he's the yeah. first person to ever damage wamu's face with the fucking balls <laughs> with the klaka body mm-hmm. <laughs> well on my list um so my list started going in part order but then i kind of just gave up and started just putting whatever came to mind as i was kind of doing my research so the next one follows suit it's the redstone of asia Oh, also from part two. Yes, it has like, I, okay, I'm going to have a hard time describing it. I'm going to have a hard time describing most of these sounds because I'm not a sound artist or have any concept of sound design really other than my appreciation for JoJo's uh, sound design. But I, I love the sound of the Redstone of Asia when it has light applied to it. It's like this like beam sound, like laser sound and also a screech at the same time. Like, it's mm. so shocking to your ears, but it also sounds really satisfying. Honestly, all of these sounds are incredibly, incredibly satisfying. Like, I, I kind of want someone in the same vein of the JoJo's Bizarre Sound Design YouTube page. Someone needs to make, like, a JoJo's Bizarre ASMR where they just amplify just the sounds so that I can listen to them all the time. <laughs> I think ASMR is supposed to be relaxing. Like these a, are relaxing. I don't I think the listen. sound, like uh, Redstone of Asia, that sound was like piercing more than I, relaxing. I could listen to that all day long. All of these on my list, I could listen to all day long. That's why, to me, they are iconic and satisfying because I could listen to Hamon ringing. I can listen to the Redstone of Asia shooting its laser beams out. I can listen to any of, the, any of these. I think they sound so good. Yeah, thinking of it sounding like like a laser, I think the point of the Redstone of Asia was that it was supposed to be a, a sort of deterrent to like the Pillar Man's powers or like to the vampires. Even though it was the Pillar Man who created the stone. That's right, right? Yeah, like it's it's powerful, right? And mm-hmm. I think part of the sound design, like the concept for the sound is almost an alarm, kind of like mm-hmm. alerting you to the fact that the stone's about to go off, a fucking laser beam's about to come out of the stone, and whoever's standing on the wrong side of it is probably going to get their shit wrecked. Yeah, and so utilizing light in, in weapon form, and you would think like a laser is probably the most violent form of light. Yeah, that's so. a good way of putting it. It's almost like if you think about what sounds you'd associate with light, 
probably something gentle, sparkly, whatever. But then you have to condense that and amplify it as it's going through the stone. And so it still has almost like a, like if, if you kind of break down the sound, part of the layers in that sound are also like a sparkle sound, but really, really intensified. Mm-hmm. Just like super intensified. Kind of around the t- same time that it screeches, you also get that like the, the super amplified sparkling sound. Yeah. <laughs> Just showing that even though you know, light can be a pleasant thing for us to, to bask in. In the world of JoJo, it can be fatal. <laughs> It'll fucking kill you. <laughs> so next on my list, I, I also kind of jumped around. I didn't go part by part. Um, this sound comes from part five, Golden Wind, and it is actually Jorno's stand, which is Gold Experience. But I guess you could kind of break Gold Experience, his sounds, into several parts because... There isn't one particular sound I wanted to focus on. Uh, but the first is when when he manifests, it like stands when when they are summoned by their users in JoJo, they just don't appear like you don't just hear like the standard sound. Like if, if they were to come out of a Pokeball, right? You, everyone knows like how the Pokeball um, opening up sounds like. Here, I think every stand is associated with a specific sound when they manifest. And I just really love gold experiences when it's summoned by Giorno. It's it's a sort of shimmering sound as if gold coins are, are coming out of a slot machine or being dropped on the ground. Kind of going along with the idea of, I guess, of gold experience actually being made of like 24 karat gold. Yeah, that's a good point. I. I didn't think about the different sounds that different stands make when they manifest because now I'm thinking about like other stands and gold experience does sound a bit different. Yeah. And so it, it makes his, his manifestation a, a sort of unique experience. It's a gold experience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think the, the second sound that I love from Journal's stand is the sound that it makes when it's creating life from objects. Yeah, I have that one as well. I just love like that rewind sound. Like everything's kind of just going in reverse, which is a unique concept for what Gold Experience is doing because it's not reverting anything. It's just changing it, mm-hmm. but it still sounds great. Like it, it's almost like like the concept of taking something inanimate and rewinding it to like something animate. Anim- an- anima- animated <laughs> animated um but yeah i just i think a rewound si- rewind sound is a very unique choice for that which i think gold experience is very similar in characteristics to josuke's stand crazy diamond they i think they both utilize this sort of rewind sound because crazy diamond is more about like repairing things or or healing things right yes yeah but there's I was trying to figure out a, a way to describe the difference between Crazy Diamond sound and Gold Experiences sound and why I love Gold Experiences so much. There's there's more of a... It, it's a rewind effect, like you said, uh, but I, there's also something else that's like... I don't know if shimmering is the right word. I think the difference is that Gold Experiences rewind sound goes down in tone. Like, it's like... I don't want to attempt this, but it's kind of like 
if the sound were to go like downward mm. and then i think um crazy diamond sound kind of has like an upward sound like it's like like it gets uh, lifted you know what i mean okay. um and we can we can play the difference as well like here's crazy diamond sound And then here's gold experiences sound. So they have, I think, like there's more of an uplift feel to Crazy Diamond's stand power. Mm. And then more of like a, it's not like a negative feel with gold experience. It just has like a different tone to it. Yeah, I think um, now that I've listened back to it, uh, Crazy Diamond has more of that glistening sound effect um, because it's, I think it's because it's emulating diamonds um with gold experience like it said since it's more of a, a downward tone it's sort of like bringing things back to their very essence to their very essence of life yeah that's a good way of describing it and i guess the third thing that i love with gold experiences uh sound of sound design um is more specifically during the seven page muda sequence of the uh of golden wind when he's fighting against uh green day is that right yes and i know like there's obviously the 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 actual sound that the the stand makes um like it's stand cry but i also just love the sound of the punches that he makes because at one point it sort of sounds like a, a gatling gun like a machine gun or like a slot machine dispensing coins <laughs> And that goes back to the point I made earlier before we started our discussion is that punches don't just sound like things hitting like body bags. Like there's there's a, a devastation and a destruction to it. And like with this seven page Muda scene, obviously that you have to kind of feel the uh, the intensity of of Giorno facing off against I forget Green Day's yeah, stand user, like his name, but just knowing how much. Is it Chocolata? Power... Oh yeah, it was Chocolata, um, and well, I forgot his 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 toy's name. Oh whatever. yeah, the guy who digs underground. Yeah, uh, but just feeling the power behind each punch, I think that's that's well replicated with turning it into a basically a machine gun. Yeah, it's a very satisfying sound. That coupled with the Muda Muda is just phenomenal and then i have on my list which i'm sure you probably have as well and if you don't i will be surprised it's part five sticky fingers specifically the fucking zipper sound sticky fingers! i actually don't have this one you don't on have this on your list, list? oh i my kind God. of have a part of the stand sticky fingers and one of the sound effects i love from jojo but I know you've mentioned a lot that you love the zipper sound it's of so Zipper good. Man. <laughs> and I mean, how many times in your life have you heard a, a zipper sound? But in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, it's done so well and so distinct and so amplified that it just sounds so satisfying. Like watching the zippers come out and hearing that sound at the same time is just great. I get so hyped. Yeah, I think before this, the only distinct 
sound of a zipper that I've seen in pop culture. Seen or heard? Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. That I've heard in pop culture is uh, the, the SpongeBob episode where he and Patrick are selling chocolate. Oh. And they get uh, they get scammed by that guy selling the bags, and they're all opening they're opening the zippers to find the chocolate. <laughs> you just see a, a shot of Patrick just unzipping and rezipping his pants that have just come off all of a sudden. <laughs> but yeah, when it came to JoJo Part Five, uh, get introduced to a new use of that sound effect, and you know a zipper doesn't sound lethal at all, but when you put it in the context of sticky fingers and a a brilliant but dangerous man like Bucherati, it sounds like a, a death toll. It sounds intense. Like if someone op- like un- unzipped or rezipped the zipper with like the force of like a thousand suns. Like if they just rip that bad boy like Beyblade style, like let it rip. <laughs> yeah. That's what <laughs> that's what the zipper effect sounds like for sticky fingers, and I just think it's great. And it kind of echoes too, so it's not just like a one zip. Like I think you hear multiple zips sometimes when Sticky Fingers manifests or uses that um, that power. Yeah, and it kind of plays into the void that's on the other side of those zippers. Mm-hmm. Kind of just makes it feel empty beyond that. The next sound effect I had on my list is one specific sound uh, from part three from my favorite episode, I think. Yeah, in the entirety of JoJo, which is the the poker game between Jotaro and Darby Elder. And it's when the the game intensifies in the end and Darby Elder isn't get isn't able to get a read on Jojo or on Jotaro and then Jotaro starts making all of these absurd bets and they get more and more absurd until the point where he takes the poker chips and he slams them on the table. I think he bets his mother's soul. <laughs> but I just love that sound effect specifically when he's slamming the chips on the table. It's not just a simple slam. It's it's more like if Jotaro broke through a pile of wooden planks or crates. But the the table's still intact, which is it's that's funny. But you, like, you can tell how much he's how much weight he's placing on this bet, especially because it's his mother's soul. And the whole point of part three is him trying to find a, a way to save his mother by stopping Dio. And it, it goes back to the thing of Jojo making mundane moments just seem way more like dangerous and intense. I'm surprised. Okay, when you said the Darby Senior fight, I thought you were gonna say raise Dato. I thought that's what <laughs> yeah. you were gonna say when he rolls his R. <laughs> that is one of my favorite lines from <laughs> from that episode too. It, the shot of him like like rolling his tongue or whatever. Yeah, that's a good one. But also the chips. That's a really good one too. Mm-hmm. The the intensity is definitely there. Like like Jotaro knows what the fuck he's doing. I mean he he put the cards on the table and shuffled them like a five year old to <laughs> to do a mind fuck to Darby Senior. Like he he knows what he's doing. <laughs> but then he didn't know what the fuck he was doing because it was all a bluff, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which just makes it even funnier. Like like you think everything's riding on this bet. And hearing that, again, the sound effect of the the wooden crate smashing, you think like, oh, like this is where Jotaro makes his ultimate move in the poker game. But uh, Darby, like he 
he calls even though he freezes up trying to call the game and then you find out later like oh jojo says like oh i don't know what i was doing (laughs) i also have one from part three specifically from a joe bro and it's polnareff's silver chariot when it's fencing There's such a distinct like swish sound that his like sword makes when he's fencing and like you know chopping chopping things up because part of Silver Chariot's um, uh, forte is being able to cut through anything, including fucking fire. So (laughs) it has just like a really crisp slice sound that's also really light. Like it's not like a chop; it's like a nice light swishing slice kind of sound effect that. I really, really enjoy, and it kind of plays into how quick and light on on its quote-unquote feet Silver Chariot is when it fights. And yeah, I think it's fitting. <laughs> like, both um, Silver Chariot and the sound is, is, is fitting for Polnareff since it, I, I believe he comes from, like, he... He's French, from, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's French, comes from France. And a fencing sword it is a pretty petite, petite blade. Yeah, right. it's super it's, long and thin. Yeah, and so it's not like a like a machete in terms of like lethality, but again, here hearing the sound and seeing incorporated with the visuals of the show makes that that fencing sound even more like crisp and and satisfying. Yeah, the sound maintains Silver Chariot's elegance in its fighting style, and I I love it. It's a great sound. Well, it's funny that you mention Silver Chariot because my next favorite sound is also related to Silver Chariot. Oh. But it's when Silver Chariot becomes Chariot Requiem in part five. And you can, you're going to kind of find this an odd choice uh, because it's not a bombastic sound at all. I'm talking more about the the echoed footsteps that Chariot Requiem makes. And so I know, like, up until this point, we've been mentioning, like, how fantastical these sound effects are, how much they enhance the scene. But what I like about Chariot Requiem sound with these, like, echoed footsteps is it's it's such a simple sound compared to all these other sounds we're used to in JoJo but it just the fact that it is simple makes it sound or it makes it all the more ominous especially when you're looking at uh chariot requiem's stand design like you can consider just by looking at him he's probably one of the most dangerous stands in the series yeah it's eerie it's spooky mm-hmm. as fuck like it's great because you we've known silver chariot for quite some time we know the type of stand that it is the user that wields it and here, it I think it amplifies the 180 that happens when Chariot Requ- Requiem has the stand arrow and just becomes completely detached from Polnareff and completely a threat to pretty much everyone around it. It's just it's it's a great way to make you feel scared of something that you're supposed to be familiar with. Yeah, I guess you could compare it to hearing like boot spurs in a cowboy or a western film. Um, I know that um, to kind of relate this to Star Wars, uh, the recent Disney Plus TV series, the the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett, they they kind of use boot spurs as a way to 
signal the arrival of these characters and, and make them sound like authoritative and more menacing. And I, th I think that's the intent here with Chariot Requiem with the footsteps that it makes and the scenes that it appears as all the different stand users of part five pursue it and try to figure out what it's doing. Uh, it just makes Chariot Requiem again, one of the creepiest stands I've seen in that part. Side note, I have a really hard time saying the word requiem fast. It's kind of like the same same uh, struggle I have with the word prerequisite. I have to say it really slow. Mm. So uh, in the future, when we eventually get to part five, I'm going to be tripping over that word left and right. <laughs> <laughs> requiem. My next one comes from part five as well, and it's a Bakio stand, Moody Blues, when it uses its stand power. And it's kind of like a couple different sounds combined into one to make this cassette tape effect because it has like the click of hitting the play button on for the cassette tape and then it has a like a dial tone or like a dead tone almost and then it has a rewind sound and then it finishes up i think with another click of like maybe hitting the stop button on the cassette tape and it's a very long sound because a lot of other stands have like a quick sound, like just one one quick sound that comes out or it comes out multiple times. But again, it's just like a, a quick sound that, that you associate with it. Here, it's like a whole set of sounds. And yeah, the, the few times we get to see Moody Blues in action, I think it's great. Moody Blues? And I'm trying to remember, like, for a Bakio stand, it's never used in, like, combat, is it? It's only used for those things where they're trying to piece together a memory. Yeah, when they're investigating something, they use Moody Blues. I, I, I We could be wrong. Um, I don't recall Moody Blues being in any real combat in, in Part 5, but we haven't watched Part 5 in, like, over a year. So mm -hmm. we may be incorrect on that one. Yeah, it's, again, taking a simple sound such as a, a tape recorder, basically, and then amplifying it to to apply to this this event of trying to again, piece together a memory. Uh, I guess it kind of relates to Abakio was formerly like a, a police officer, right? Yeah. Kind of investigating things. So I'm sure listening to tape recordings or like secret videotapes was part of his his job so it's it's fitting that it it's used for moody blues and i like that um at least the first one or two times that moody blues uses the stand power and then we hear this um this cassette tape type of sound effect that there's no music in the background you just hear this or maybe there is music but it's like super subtle it, it's it's prominently just moody blues's sounds as he's doing what he as it's doing what it's doing when it uses its stand ability so i only have two left on my list so i guess my second to last favorite sound effect in jojo this is one i think that's pretty synonymous with uh the series as a whole and one of the things that people probably uh, it one of the sounds that comes to mind when you think Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, that's specifically with the sound of the world or Star Platinum, the world when time has stopped. Again, it's a very simple sound effect. It's just the slowed down ticking of a clock 
with a sort of reverse symbol. I'm talking about like the the percussion symbol. Uh, I think what I like about it is it actually reminds me a little bit of the Spidey sense, um, Spider-Man's intuition uh, that you hear in the the first trilogy of Spider-Man films by Sam Raimi. Um, if you remember, like uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Sense takes effect um, if he realizes there's uh, an imminent threat in the area. Um, the way that the time has stopped is used here with that reverse symbol is it's not like a a premonition it's more of like it is the effect uh but it's it's as prominent as an effect as spidey sense because dio here can use it to manipulate time so i think it's a nice signifier that there there is a a, a climactic thing happening in this moment it's so intense it's so loud like it's just it takes up everything when he stops time like when dio shouts the world you know shit's about to go down because you hear it so blatantly through the stand sound. And it is one that I had on my list as well because, yeah, that that's one of the most iconic sounds of all of them in JoJo because it's fucking Dio and then it's Jotaro and mm -hmm. it's the world. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure the sound doesn't change once uh, Star Platinum inherits the sound, even though <laughs> it's the same type of stand as Star Platinum. Um, it's also the first time I think that um it like you could use the the word dank to describe something dank. Right? remember like dank memes which are like the really loud like bass boosted memes you kind of get that with the the world uh the time has stopped sound effect i saw a redditor coin it as like the dubstep fart oh. <laughs> right um but yeah just the, the power behind the the ability to stop time is is intensified with the sound effect i also have one from a villain and it's part four's villain yoshikage kira my favorite and specifically because the guy has like you know three stands in one it's specifically the click from killer queen's bomb which i believe is bites the dust <laughs> It's one of those unlike the world or like Moody Blues' cassette tape sound where it's just a split second. It's just a click. That's it. That's all you get. But it is so scary because you know what happens after that fucking click. You're going to blow up. If you're Shigechi, you're going to fucking blow up. <laughs> you're done. That's it. And I love how they even incorporated it in the breakdown, the third OP of part four. Great days. Oh, great days. Mm -hmm. Wait. It's called Great Days. I always call it Breakdown because I don't um, know. Yeah, <laughs> breakdowns set in the song. Oops. Okay, so it's Great Days. Um, but yeah, when they have the special opening where you know Killer Queen comes out and everything reverses, and then it ends with the click noise. It's just it's so satisfying because you know like clicking a button is is a really satisfying thing for people to do. Like I enjoy a nice click. Like, you know, you, you press a button or like a good click on your keyboard or on your mouse or something. So when I hear the click from Killer Queen's bombs, I'm just like, yes, that sounds like a firm click, <laughs> a very firm, crisp click. Yeah. I, I, I got uh, Jojo taking mundane things and making them sinister, a click sound. I, I imagine like I don't particularly remember the, the click sound, uh, but... Just I thinking like a click of a pen 
Um, this is similar to what Kira's doing, but in this case, like you said, it blows you to smithereens. So this too is kind of like a like a death knell, like a for whom the bell tolls. <laughs> it's the click heard round the world. Get it? The world? Oh, yeah, okay. Mm, All right, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, my my last favorite sound effect for JoJo, this is kind of all-encompassing because I put it as, like, stand cries in themselves. So you have, um, like, Star Platinum has the Ora Ora. Dio or Giorno both use the Muda Muda. You have Bucerti, um, who has one of my favorite stand cries, and that's the uh, Ari Ari, or turns into Ari Vederci. And, you know, the list goes on and on. There's. I also want to call out Josuke's uh, Crazy Diamond stand cry, which is Dora Dora. Or it's more like Dora Dora right? Oh like, yeah, like Dora, 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 Dora. <laughs> calling out Dora the Explorer, <laughs> and you know, with with stands, they could have easily just had them make grunting noises as they're punching. You can see the intensity of their punches, but for them to just take like a like an onomatopoeia and just repeat that over and over again, it it is. At to some point, it is comical just hearing Star Platinum go. Or, 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 or I know it's like uh, Daisuke Ono, like he he's nailed it down to a T. He's he's also been doing it perfectly um, in his cameos throughout Stone Ocean. Uh, but I think it just adds more to the intensity of these combat sequences when you have a sound effect that, even though it sounds comical, it it also sounds threatening. Plus, you have the distorted effect to make the stands sound more phantom-like or abstract because, again, these are spiritual manifestations of the stand users' fighting spirits. And we can't forget Jolene's Ora Ora. Oh, yeah, of course, taking it from her dad, even though she didn't even know it. (laughs) So while we're talking about Stone Ocean, my next one is from part six, fresh out of part six, and it is Emporio's burning down the house fart noise. And we get a couple of iterations of this. So stupid. (laughs) We get a couple of iterations of this um, throughout kind of the the first part of Stone Ocean. But one of them is like fantastic because it it sounds like an actual fart. And I think everyone, if you've been around uh, the the Stone Ocean memes, you probably know which one this is. It's um, I think when Emporio sends Jolene and Weather Report out of his like special domain and it's just like a quick fart. And for some reason, there's like a cloud that also follows, which makes you really feel like it's a fart. But yeah, I just love that it's a fart noise. I don't know. It's it's great. Well, you know, who doesn't love a fart noise? Yeah, this is one I cannot rationalize. Like why use a fart noise to be transported from one room to another? Yeah, like they could have had like a teleportation type of sound, right? Or even like a burning sound because it's burning down the house. But 
they used a fart noise. <laughs> well, maybe this is kind of like going back to that that dank sound effect, <laughs> like with time has stopped. Uh, it's it's these things that deal with either stopping time or a moment in time, um, because with burning down the house, Emporio's taking them to that music room as it appeared before that part of the prison burned, right? Yeah, and I guess it's it's abrasive and kind of in your face enough where you distinctly know you have now switched from one area or era to another because I think it, it may be a bit difficult, you know, in certain situations to know, like, am I in an emporial realm or am I not anymore? So mm-hmm. it's like you hear that distinct sound, you're like, okay, we have now transitioned to the other one. So I think with it sounding... And going back to like that dank sound or that dubstep fart, it's highlighting a, a, like a, a a thing related to time. Does that make sense? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I just, the one sounded like a fart and there was a cloud and I, I hope they never change yeah. it. I well, hope yeah, it's, it's there the, forever. It's that's fantastic. the stupid aspect of the sound. <laughs> it's great. And it will go down in history for me anyway is one of the best sound effects that has ever come out of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And I hope we get more of the, the distinct fart. And speaking of farts, we also have Okuyasu's The Hand when he swipes and scrapes space. It sounds like a fart, but kind of like a reverse fart. So, you know, it's still in the the realm of farts. And actually doing research for this podcast episode, I, I realized there are a lot of fart type of sounds in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. We should do a whole segment where we just break down all mm. the fart type of sounds that they use. But yes, the hands is one of it, and, or one of them, and I, I love the sound because it's incredibly intense. It's it's scary. Like you, you understand that when you hear the sound, whatever's being scraped away is gone into whatever dimension it sends it into, but it's also wielded by the dumbest character in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which can be very dangerous. Yeah, so I guess I'm going to modify. This is all, I feel like this also can get categorized in the dank sound dubstep fart kind of category um, where it's a manipulation of either like space or time. So here it's space, as you said, the hand kind of taking or like warping things out of the, the dimension of reality and pushing it somewhere else (laughs) it sends it into the fart zone i don't know like i just i love that they have like these farty noises and i'm sure when they came up with the the sounds for these stands they didn't intend for them to be farts but they sound like farts and i'm gonna embrace it and it works twofold twofold again to your point that the hand is wielded by the dumbest character in part four and possibly the entire series so (laughs) and the last one i have is in the same vein as the stand cries. And I'm glad that this one ended up being the last because it is Kakioin eating cherries. Oh, yeah. This, <laughs> it's not necessarily a stand cry. It's just a stand user cry. I it's guess. like in the realm of sound design, for some reason, they, oh, I'm sure it was in the manga, but they, they said, 
voice actor for Kakyoin, please make this redo 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 cherry eating sound. They could have used anything for this. More common would probably be the sound of like a tongue slapping around. Um, and that may be part of it too, but what we all heard and what we recognize and what is now meme to shit is redo redo redo. It's fantastic. It's weird. It's an iconic moment in JoJo that has its own iconic sound design. And I fucking love it. And it's quite a voice acting feat because it's sort of a tongue twister. People have attempted this. I've attempted this. Just saying that, that I can't even do it right now. <laughs> that, that, that. And yeah, tongue twister for Kakyoin because he likes to slap those cherries around. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that one is one of my favorites as well because it's just so absurd in the greatest way. And there you have it. These are some of our favorite sound design moments from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I think we really should do a, a part two of this sometime down the road, re revisit this topic, um, especially because, again, we may get introduced to some other amazing sounds in Stone Ocean, and there are so many that I feel like deserve to be mentioned that we just didn't have time to because we needed to narrow down our lists. Yeah, maybe once we get into part three, uh, we can kind of go over some of our favorite sounds in part three and like segment it um, and kind of do the same for parts four through six as well. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. And I think the, the biggest intent behind this particular episode was to show our appreciation for um, the the director and, and the, the team behind him at David Production that just takes the time to um, create sound design for amazing characters and amazing story that I think sets the bar so high in anime. And it just shows we, we gush all the time about the extra love, care, and attention that David Production gives to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And this is just one perfect example of that is the, the sound design. Like a lot of these aren't necessary. They don't need to go this far with sound design, but they do it because they know that they're putting everything into making JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as bizarre as it possibly can be. Yeah, and I think it's safe to say that it's not just the visuals of JoJo that, that tell the story. Like, just hearing these sound effects as well, they have stories in themselves that really put you in these moments and kind of bridge the gap between the fantastical of the show and the reality that, that is happening, so... Again, mad props to Yasumasa Koyama, the entire uh, sound effects team over at David Production that's helming these and coming up with these bizarre, crazy ideas for, for sounds in the series. And yeah, I'd love to see what we have coming up in, in uh, part six, the, the part that we haven't seen yet um, come to fruition um, in the anime adaptation and just seeing what else comes beyond that. Like, how are horses going to sound in part seven? Probably right? <laughs> really fucking cool. It's going to be great. But if anyone has a specific sound that they love that we didn't mention, please reach out to us and let us know. The easiest way is probably joining our Discord. Again, the link for our Discord server is in the description. But yeah, we'd love to hear, um, literally hear, which sound uh, designs or sound effects or sound moments stand out for you and that you just really love from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. 
And that wraps up episode 42 of Strictly JoJo. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to support the show, then head over to patreon.com slash the Strictly series and subscribe on your favorite podcast service so you can be notified when new episodes premiere every Monday during the Stone Ocean Review series. Join our Discord to continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at the Strictly series and on Twitter at Strictly series. And check out our website, thestrictlyseries.com, where you'll find more info on Strictly Anime, our other podcasts for anime reviews and discussions. All links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening and sharing our love of JoJo. Stay weeb, everyone. To be continued. Little, 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 little